I would like to bring to your mind today the vision of a crawfish. For those of you from the Northeast, like Maine, it may be that you see a baby lobster. For those of you from the Midwest, crayfish is what you might say. And I have no clue if you're in the UK what you call these things, but they're red, they're little, and when boiled Louisiana style, absolutely delicious. But to get at all that deliciousness takes work, especially if you're not even in Louisiana, if you find yourself in Naples, for instance. You've got to fly in the mug bugs, you've got to set up the pot, prepare all of the seasoning, and even before that, days before that, you start saving newspaper that will serve as the tablecloth for the boil. And the day of setting out the picnic table, we don't do crawfish boils inside, washing the crawfish, and then boil after boil until all of them are cooked. Like all great meals, it takes work. And I think a crawfish boil might be a little bit more work than most great meals. But that crawfish boil is going to help us today as we think about our gospel reading and this message from Jesus about love, this message from Jesus about commandments and joy. You've heard the Ten Commandments, the rules God gave to Moses on the mountain, and that Jesus summarized, love God, love neighbor. Jesus said to his disciples, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. This is my commandment, that you love one another. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. So God gives rules, commandments to us, rules to follow, work to be done, as we live this mortal life, love one another. So back to crawfish. I hope I've made clear that a crawfish boil is a whole lot of work. Taking one on, it takes commitment, takes a willingness to spend time, and it also takes a community. You don't do a boil for yourself. You do it in the context of family and friends all of whom are gathered together for fun, for joy, for delight. And that's what I want to emphasize about today's reading. The work in keeping the commandments and the joy and delight we gain in our lives by doing so. Many of you have spoken to me about your children and grandchildren and their faith journeys and your friends your view that church and all we do here is laborious work. You've got to drive down to church. You've got to wake up early on Sundays. You've got to find that favorite pew, even when it's roped off due to COVID. Why would anyone want to take and spend all of this time, do all of this work to get to church, to worship, to learn, to drink coffee with one another? It's just too much. And so, 
our family and friends, children and grandchildren. They might not even do it. It's an example of how God's commandments can be experienced as work. How might we, though, get about this work, this work of loving one another? We put out some prayer books today, so I know you have them at hand. And for those of you who are at home, I know that it's sitting right next to your computer. So grab your prayer book and open it up to page 848. 848. You know, I learned this, uh, uh, this part of the prayer book when I was practicing law. And whenever a sermon was a little bit boring, I'd open up and read. So now you get to do it both. What is our duty to our neighbor? How can we love our neighbor? The prayer book puts a little flesh on these Ten Commandments. To love, honor, and help our parents and family. To honor those in authority and to meet their just demands. To show respect for the life God has given us. To work and pray for peace to bear no malice, prejudice, or hatred in our hearts, and to be kind to all creatures of God, to use all our bodily desires as God intended, to be honest and fair in our dealings, to seek justice, freedom, and the necessities of life for all people, and to use our talents and our possessions as one who must answer for them to God to speak the truth and not to mislead others by our silence, to resist temptations to envy, greed, and jealousy, to rejoice in other people's gifts and graces, and to do our duty for the love of God who has called us into fellowship with Him. Thanks for letting me read those rules to you, those rules that feel like work, to so many people, work for us, and sometimes so much work that we simply throw our hands up in frustration. And work it may be, but it's work that has reward. And if approached a little differently, perhaps not as much work as we think. So back again to the crawfish boil. If you're doing a crawfish boil right, reinforcements come in to help. One friend says, I can hose down the crawfish and wash them off. Another one starts cutting onions and lemons and sausage. And then there's always the one who gets the iPhone and gets music going. All of that work that surrounds a boil is all of a sudden a shared journey with one goal, a banquet with laughter and stories and full bellies and joy. Now, I've had steam burns as I've emptied the basket onto the table. I've been clawed by a crawfish or two, and the newspaper has blown completely off the table. Never without a challenge, but always a joyful story and deep satisfaction. And we can engage in the commandments with the same sense of purpose, with the same sense of fellowship. It's here that worship and care for neighbor are transformed from onerous duty 
into delightful relief and joy. Taming pride, cracking complacency, this is the amazing spiritual work that we are offered today. How work on following the commandments means that we can reach and obtain this amazing joy that Jesus offers. And so remembering and reading the words from the prayer book, allowing the reality that God has hopes and dreams for you in all of your relationships, that's a start. And then the work continues for you as you seek to bend your will in all that you do and say in living in love for the people around you. And then it finds its fulfillment when you realize that all of this work to keep the commandments, no matter how much of a saint you might be, you're still a sinner. And that's when perfect love is realized, when we know that we need God's grace, Jesus' friendship, to love beyond our pride, beyond our complacency, beyond ourselves. And it's daily work, daily work aided by the Holy Spirit. So this week, think of the biggest feast you've ever cooked. Christmas, Thanksgiving, crawfish. Remember all of the work, the labor, and time. But remember, too, the people around you who helped. And above all, the end result of that feast, joy, delight, satisfaction. That's the walk with God. That's the keeping of the commandments. Love one another.